I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. God is good, and all the time. Good evening, everyone. I welcome you to this place where the word of God is delivered as purely as we possibly can. I am honored to be with you. Thanks for taking this time. You could have chosen to be elsewhere. You've chosen to be here, and I thank you, and I'm sure God is pleased. I extend my welcome to those connecting online wherever you are on this earth. Thank you very much. I believe I heard the pastor reading off a list of countries where people are watching wherever you are in whatever country, whether it was mentioned or not. Thank you very much. It's an intelligent decision you've made to listen to God's Word. The Word of God is power. The Word of God made the universe according to the Bible. The Word of God preserves the universe. The Word of God raised Lazarus. Matthew 8:16. Christ used the Word to cast out demons. And so we thank God for those who've come to listen to His Word. Who is in this building? You're not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I? All right. Okay. You have two. Anybody else? You are not. Don't be shy. We are nice people. Somebody say amen quickly. All right. Okay. We have three. Anybody else? You are not. We won't embarrass you, I promise. Just give us your name. That's all. Give us your name. Ra Rashina. Shida. How are you, Rashida? Who invited you? Your mom. Oh, well, you had to come. Okay, well, it's nice to have you, Rashida. God bless you. God bless you. Sister Mom, thank you for bringing your lovely daughter to worship with us. Yes, my dear sister, what's your name? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You were with us last night, I believe, Samoy. Oh, she's your daughter, too. All right, Samoy and Rashida. All right. I thought I saw someone back here. Hmm? Tashana. How are you, Tashana? Where are you from? Well, pick a place. Where are you from, Tashana? <laughs> Jamaica's a good place. I spent a year in Jamaica. I was telling some friends of mine, that's when 12 oranges were sold for 50 cents. So you know, that was during the time of the Great Depression. Okay. Who else? Any other get, get visitor? Tashana, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? If someone is hiding, just do that. Is that a visitor next to you? What's her name? You tell me. Sharon. Sharon, how are you, Sharon? Nice to see you. God bless you, Sharon. I'm happy to see you. God bless you. Yes, my handsome brother. What's your name? Who? Beris? Ellis. How are you, Ellis? Where are you from? Jamaica is a good place. Somebody say amen for Jamaica. 
All right. Anybody else? You're not a Seventh-day Adventist. We're really delighted to have you here. We really are. Thank you so much. And for those of you online, you're not Seventh-day Adventists. You are guests. Thank you, and may God bless you ceaselessly, as I'm sure he'll bless us in this place. Our subject for this evening, the mouth of God. What did I say? The mouth of God. Now, I've been asking you to tell me to slow down. You haven't been doing that. So I'm asking you tonight again, when I go too quickly, and I do that when I'm excited, I have a lot to say in a short period of time. I tend to rattle on. So you must say, slow down. Hmm? So that you, un <laughs> that you understand what God has given me to give to you. How many of you have come to every meeting so far? Everyone. You haven't missed one. Can I see your hands? You haven't missed one. Not bad. I have also come to everyone. I haven't missed one. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> and all the time. I like God. How many of you like God? Can I see you like? I don't say love. You just like God. Hmm? He's a nice person. When I was a little boy, my mother would pray and she'd have the four children around her. And sometimes when God was just good to her, she would, yes. She would, mm, mm. I don't see that in the United States, but she would just blow a kiss to God. And I've never forgotten that as a little boy, it stayed on my mind. So I just blow a kiss to God. I like God. He's been very nice to me. You've heard me say more than once, all my blessings have come from God. All my problems I have brought, come on, on myself. Mm -hmm. God has never done me anything wrong. And on the occasions I was angry with God, I was suffering from temporary insanity. God is a very good God. Give yourself to him and be a witness of his goodness. Before I jump into the message, there are no questions for tonight, by the way. So I can run along. What time is it? It's two minutes to eight. I'll release you a little after 8.30. This thing is off. I'm asking you to do the same thing if you're not using it. If you're using it, just turn off the volume. If you're not, turn it off until it is dead. Favor number two, while I'm speaking, pray for me and say what? Lord Put your words in that man's mouth. What's the text I use? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And God is a witness. I want to speak his words. And favor number three. What is that? Think. What's our verse? Isaiah 118. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Father, it's Friday evening. We began last Sabbath seven days straight. Thank you for preserving us during that time. We thank you for the word we've heard through your spirit. Now as we bow in your presence, if we've sinned, forgive us, God. You have one problem with us, and that is sin. We have one problem in our lives, and that is sin. Forgive us where we've offended you and place into us, dear Father, a hatred for sin. Because the things we hate, we avoid. So put that hatred in us, dear God, hatred in us. Now grant to us a measure of your spirit, that he may guide the speaker and the audience, Father. That a truth coming from the pulpit will be understood in the pew. Bless all our guests in this building and online. And Father, in a very special way, pour a sweet blessing on all the little boys and little girls who are listening now. Bless the United States, 
guide the leaders dear God and remind them in your own way that righteousness exalteth a nation and bless every other nation represented by those watching right now now father take me under your control I offer no resistance speak through me father in Jesus name I pray amen what's our subject the mouth of God the mouth of God let us go to John 17 this is the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ John 17 we'll read from verse 9 the book of John gospel number 4 John we believe was the youngest of the 12 disciples he was the closest one to Christ and he lived the longest he lived to be about a hundred years old he was the one who also wrote the book of Revelation and the three epistles, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. Do you have John 17? We read verse 9. If you will, you may read with me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now... I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy known name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Twelve, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those whom thou hast given me, I have kept. Stop. Those whom thou hast given me, I have kept. Now keep reading. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition why that the scripture might be fulfilled now let's pause who is the son of perdition judas by the way that's also the name given to the antichrist in second thessalonians 2 verse 3 the son of perdition because judas opposed christ the devil used him that's why christ said in john 6 verse 70 have i not chosen you 12 who can finish it one of you is a devil by the way if the hypocrites in your church don't panic there was a devil in the early church are you with me and Christ was the pastor one was a devil you can't keep the devil out of church you can keep him out of your life you cannot stop him from attending church are you following me let him attend but keep him out of your life keep him in the pew not in your life and so jesus said while i was with them in the world i kept them in thy name those whom thou givest me i have kept none of them is lost but the son of perdition why that the scripture might be fulfilled now we have to look at that as we continue the mouth of god what did jesus mean by that the scripture might be fulfilled now let's look at Jesus who was Jesus he was God while he was man mm -hmm. is the greatest mystery in the Bible how can God be man at the same time Jesus was he was man he was God he had to be man to die because God cannot die you see God is immortal he took on humanity that he might be tempted the Bible says God cannot be tempted he cannot be tempted he cannot die Christ who is equal with the father had to find a way to be tempted and to die that way was to become human 
But while he was human, he was God. Because he accepted worship. Are you with me? And he forgave sins. He forgave sins as God. He suffered as man. He accepted worship as God. He suffered as man. Now, Jesus said, None of them is lost but the son of perdition. In other words, I have kept all of them. I could not keep him. Now, who was it who could not keep Judas? Who was it that could not keep Judas? God. Why? Why? Now, read what we read. Read what we read. Finish verse 12. Why could God not keep Judas? Because the scripture has said one, someone close to him would betray him. Now the Bible did not identify Judas. It simply said someone close to Christ. Now let's look at the verse where this is prophesied. Go to uh, Psalm 50, 41. We read, read verse 9. Psalm 41 verse 9. Our subject, the mouth of God. Welcome, welcome, those of you coming in, you have not missed much. Bring that baby right to the front to get all the blessings. What's the baby's name? Josiah is a good name. We have a little prophet among us, Brother Josiah. And what's his name? Oh, these are Bible people. Okay, <laughs> Jonathan and Josiah. Let me take a risk. What's the father's name? Owen is not in the Bible, but God still loves you. <laughs> Sister, I want to ask your name. God loves you. It's okay. All right. What book did I say? Psalm. What chapter? 41. What verse? 9. Let me pray again. Holy Father, continue to speak through me, please. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Read it with me. Yea, mine own familiar friend, come on, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. That expression means to betray me. It's a prophetic word of what a disciple would do to Christ. My own familiar friend, someone close, in whom I trusted. Christ trusted Judas with power to perform miracles. You read Matthew chapter 10 and Mark chapter 6. He trusted him with power. Which did eat bread with me, hath lifted up his heel against me. Now that's the prophetic word, that someone would betray Christ. Judas chose to be that someone. And consequently, there was nothing Christ could do. To stop that from happening. Okay, let's arrange some seating. It's good to have a lot of people. Amen for an overflow audience. Okay. Heaven has room for everybody. So does hell. <laughs> Are you with me? Are you not listening? <laughs> Listen to me. Heaven has room for everybody. So does hell. And more will go to hell than to heaven. Let us decide by God's grace to be the exception to that ugly rule. Jesus said the road to destruction, many go that road. The road to salvation, few. Let's choose to be among the few. All right. Are we ready to continue? Now, having read what the Old Testament said in uh, Psalm 41, 9, someone would betray Christ. And the Bible says the scripture cannot be broken. Let me say that again. The scripture 
cannot be broken. Consequently, Jesus said, Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. None of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. When the Bible said that Babylon would go off the scene of action, in a vision that God gave to Nebuchadnezzar, not even God himself could stop it. You didn't hear what I said. Not even God himself can stop his word from being fulfilled. Now what's our subject? The mouth of God. The mouth of God had said someone would betray Christ. And when that someone raised his head and identified himself as Judas, determined to, cruci to um, betray Christ, not even Christ who was God could save him from that he had committed himself to that act i'm trying to lift up before you not the determination of judas but the unbreakability of the word of god can you say amen, amen. this you can trust more than miracles and i'll show that to you from the bible this you can trust more than miracles why did i choose for the uh, the mouth of the lord let us go to isaiah 58 We'll read from verse 13. Tonight I'm lifting up, thus saith the Lord, in a very direct way. Isaiah 58, reading verse 13 and verse 14. And then you'll come across why I chose that title. Now this is a passage you are very familiar with. So I want to see heads looking up and not looking down and reciting both verses. Tell me when you're ready. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasures, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will do what? Cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the territory of Jacob thy father. Finish the verse. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Now we run into that statement frequently in the Old Testament, particularly. The mouth of the Lord have spoken it. What does that mean? Let's go to Isaiah 10, Isaiah chapter 1. Let's read from verse 18. The mouth of the Lord have spoken it. What does that mean for you? In times of uncertainty or times of joy, times of loneliness or times of whatever. Isaiah 1, reading from verse 18, when you found it, say amen. Read with me. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. If ye be willing and obedient, come on, ye shall eat the good of the land now the next verse but if ye refuse and rebel come on ye shall be devoured with the sword why for the mouth of the lord have spoken it which means when god says it it is sure to happen the mouth of the lord go to isaiah 40 isaiah 4 0, 40 we read verse 5 do you have it Tell me to slow down. You keep forgetting, but I still love you. When you've got it, say amen. Read with me. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Finish the verse. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. In other words, if you modernize that statement, what would we say? You can take it, come on, to the bank. 
when God speaks, you can take it to the bank. Now, what do we understand or should we understand by the mouth of the Lord has spoken it? Let's take a look at the mouth of the Lord. Where do you think I'm about to send you? Someone take a guess and don't break my heart. Okay, you're close. You're in the neighborhood. Let's get to the right street. We haven't got all night. The mouth of the Lord. Uh-huh. Well, let's go further back. Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. I like that man. He's handsome. He reminds me of myself. All right. Genesis 1. Let's go to verse, <laughs> verse 3. Genesis 1, verse 3. Do you have that? Read with me. And God said let there be light come on and there was light stop the mouth of the lord hath spoken it and it happened listen to the words let there be light and there was light the mouth of the lord spoke it and it happened now whenever you read the mouth of the lord have spoken it go back to creation for every day of creation the bible tells us and god said so when you look at the sun you can trust every promise in God's word. Huh? Why? Because the mouth of the Lord. What mouth? The mouth that made heaven and earth by his word. The mouth that preserves heaven and earth. The Bible says in Hebrews 1 verse 3, He upholds all things by the word of his power. Colossians 1 17, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. It is God that holds the universe together by the word of his mouth. Hey, let me tell you what I told you earlier. Thus saith the Lord, is to be more convincing to us than miracles you see you cannot trust this and you cannot trust this you can't trust this taste or this touch or this smell those are the five senses now God gave them to us through them we receive information from the environment so you hear the honking kinking of the car and you step out of the way you smell the skunk and you reverse course are you following me you use these things so you can negotiate your environment but thus let's go to second peter chapter one let the bible show you what i'm struggling to show you has anyone said lord put your words in that man's mouth here ah somebody ah god bless you god bless you thank you so much I hope to see more hands, but I'll take the ones I got. What book did I say? Second Peter, what chapter? One. We read from 16. When you found it, say amen. We're about to see why God's word is more powerful than what our senses tell us. You have Second Peter 1, verse 16. Read with me, for we have not followed what cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you what the power and coming of our lord but were what eyewitnesses of his stop they said this peter writing and the other apostles could back him up we were eyewitnesses of his majesty 
on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John were there. They saw Christ in his glory. They saw Moses and Elijah. They heard them chatting, and they were trembling as if they were about to die. It was an overwhelming sight. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Verse 17, for he received from what? God the Father, come on, honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now we were eyewitnesses and we heard the voice. Verse 18, and this voice we heard when we were with him where? In the holy mount. We saw and we heard. Now, read verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that ye take heed as unto light that shineth in a dark place under the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart we have something more reliable than what we saw we have something more reliable than what we heard and it is this the word of god i tell you is more reliable than what you see Here's how I usually put it. You see, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. There's no faith without the word of God. The only way to have faith in God is to have faith in God's word. There's no other way. And the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, Now faith cometh by, hearing, come on, and hearing by the word of Remove this and there is no faith. There's no righteousness by faith this word of god is the basis of our faith and i told you when you saw it in second peter 1 16 to 19 we saw we heard but there's something more reliable go to john 12 let me show you what i mean john 12 we'll read from verse 27 what's our subject the mouth of god john 12 reading from verse 27 it's now 20 minutes after 8. How many of you have to rush off to work? All right. Well, stay where you are. What book did I say? John, what chapter? 12 from what verse? 27. When you found it, say amen. Read with me. And now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, what? Save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name keep reading then came there a voice from heaven saying i have both glorified it and will glorify it again stop there came a voice how do we react to a voice we hear it i have both glorified i will glorify it again the people therefore that stood by and heard it said what but they were wrong they were wrong it wasn't thunder others said what an angel spoke they were wrong but they heard it but they were wrong let me tell you something if someone fires a gun right now it's almost impossible to tell the exact direction the shot came from because the sound is you you cannot pinpoint exactly where it came but you heard it the people said it thundered others said an angel spake jesus said this voice came not because of me but for your sake Jesus correctly identified the voice of his father. The others were wrong. Dead wrong. Yet, they heard. Let us go to John 20. 
Our subject, the mouth of God, John 20. Let's emphasize how we must not trust our senses when it comes to God. Not that they don't have the uses they do, but they're not the highest means of acquiring information. The highest means is faith in the word of God. John 20, let's read from verse uh, 24. When you've got it, say amen. What does that say? But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples said unto him, what? We have, mm -hmm, what's that? We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, read carefully now, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, finish it, I will not believe. That's why people flock to churches that provide miracles. They see things. And they hear things. And they see a lot of dancing. They see a lot of shouting. They see people falling flat on the ground. They see someone being slapped and just collapsing. And so it attracts the senses, but does not attract spirituality. And the devil knows that. So he goes after the senses. You go to Las Vegas, I have some relatives in Las Vegas. You know what the, the nickname we give to Las Vegas? What is it? Sin City. It appeals to the senses. When I first went to Las Vegas, I was going down the strip. I decided, Father, I can't look to the left or to the right. Are you with me? I'm a preacher. I can't look to the left or to the right. So let me look at the dashboard. <laughs> the devil appeals to the senses and he uses them to make it difficult for us to apply the spiritual sense which is the sense of faith and so Judah said except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side I will not believe now before you panic God expects us to use our senses he does not expect us to depend on them uh, you missed what I said. It's my fault. Let me try again. We are to use our senses. We're not to depend on them. Let me show you where God expects us to use our senses. Go to Luke 24. We read from verse 36. What's our subject? And what should you be telling me? Slow down. You just, you just will not do it. How could you be so attractive and so stubborn? How do you combine those two qualities? I don't know. Do you have uh, Luke 24, verse 36? Father in heaven, as I continue, please God, grant me more of your spirit. Grant me humility. In Jesus' name, amen. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, what? Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted. They believed that they had seen a spirit. Even though he had told them, I'll rise again. <laughs> he told them that. If you read Mark 8.31, he told them that. Mark 9.31, he told them that. Mark 10.33, he told them that. They would not believe the word. They supposed they had seen the Spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your heart? Now, what does he say? Behold, in other words, do what? Look, God understands we have to use these. Behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself. What were they looking for? The marks, come on, of the crucifixion. God understands we have to use these. 
That's how you, you know, I came by GPS. I had to look at it or listen to it. Or I would have ended up in <laughs> Miami because I have no sense of direction at all. And so Christ says, behold, my hands are my feet. It is I myself. What's the next word? Handle me, that's touch. And see that a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Use your eyes, use your hands. But let's go back to John 20. John 20, let's read from verse uh, 26 of John 20. Our subject, the mouth of God. Do you have it? What does that say? After eight days again, the disciples were within and Thomas with them. Come on. Then came Jesus, the door being shut and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Then saith he unto whom? Thomas. What does he say? Reach out of thy hand and? And reach out of thine and into my and be not faithless but be, ah now follow me closely as we say use your noggin you know what your noggin is this what does jesus mean by be not faithless he just told him reach into thy hand reach into thy finger be not faithless why was thomas faithless because he did not go beyond the senses his highest authority were the senses that's why he said unless i shall see and touch i will not believe christ called that faithlessness and so people run to churches to practice faithlessness they leave thus saith the lord and they go for what they see and hear and excite the senses the word of God said thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and shewing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments now the israelites heard that spoken by god from where sinai they heard it when they could not see moses are you with me <laughs> he was in the mouth they said give us god's weekend see and touch but they had thus said the Lord and so they gathered around the golden calf the Bible says in Exodus 32 verse 6 the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play it was exciting at a sensory level but when you depend on the senses the opposite action is you disregard thus said the Lord every action there's an equal and opposite reaction they disregarded thus saith the lord and they went an experience which involved the eyes and the ear and the touch and the smell and the taste millions of christians really have no interest in the mouth of god their interest lies in satisfy my senses show me something do something dance shout scream speak in tongues do something but don't bother me with thus saith the lord 
because it's not exciting. What's our subject? The mouth of God. Now go with me to Psalm 138. 138, we'll read verses 1 and 2. And I want you to read those two verses microscopically. And then I'll release you. Do you have Psalm 138? Well, you found it, say amen. Read with me. What does it say? I will praise the Lord. How? With my. Before the gods will I sing. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy what? Loving kindness and for thy truth. Stop. Take a deep breath. Read the end of verse 2. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Now, the name of the person is the character. Are you with me? All right. In other words, what the psalmist is saying, above and beyond everything else you've done to establish your name, whether parting the Red Sea, sending bread from heaven, whatever, above all of that, there is another way that is higher. And that way is a plain and simple, thus saith the Lord. And so thou hast magnified thy word above every other means upon which your reputation is based above miracles and I have to keep hitting miracles because people love miracles let me talk about miracles briefly can I do that say yes all right go to second Thessalonians chapter 2 let's look at the man of sin the Antichrist or the son of perdition Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read verse 3 to get the background. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except they come of falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Come on, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, who sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the man of sin. Here's what the Bible says about him in verse 9. Whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, come on, and signs, come on, and lying wonders. Now, this is the man of sin, and his invisible power is the power of Satan. Listen to me carefully. The power of the man of sin. Now, the man of sin is not a man. The man of sin is an institution. It's a system. It's a government. That's both the church. Are you with me? No, you're not. Are you with me? Okay, I repent. The man of sin is not a person. Because he existed in the days of Paul. No one has lived that long. Are you with me? It's a system that exists today. It is empowered by the devil, but it is a religious system. That's why the world is deceived. How could Satan use a church to do Satan's work? Are you not with me? Now, you can understand if Satan used a whorehouse, a casino, a drug den. Are you with me? A church. Yes. Yes. Because no one expects it. You don't go looking for hypocrites in a bar. Are you, where you look for them? In the church. Are you with? You don't look for hypocrites at a strip club. You look in the church. 
You don't look for Satan in a church. You look for him in the bar. But the fact is, he spends more time in the church than in the bar. Now, read verse 9 again about a man of sin. Whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and like now. The lying wonders does not mean the wonders are not true. They are done to deceive. But they're genuine miracles. The devil can heal you. Remember the woman who was bound over 18 years? Jesus said the devil had her that way. He made you that way. He can take it off. Remember Job, brother Job? The Lord, the devil put things on that man. Mm, mm, mm. He puts it on you. He can take them off. Satan can heal you. But he cannot replace the truth. When Moses went to Pharaoh, he cast down his rod. What happened? The magicians cast their rods. What happened? Mm -hmm. Up to a certain point, Satan can act as if he's acting for God. Let the Bible tell you. Go to 2 Corinthians 11. Quickly. Then I'll let you go. That's twice I said that. You have 2 Corinthians 11. This is serious. You must learn to trust, thus saith the Lord, and not what your eyes see. Because your eyes will see all kinds of things that will mislead you. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. When you found it, say amen. Read with me. What does that say? And no marvel, come on, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no big, great thing if his ministered be the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. Yes, Satan is transformed into an angel of light. In John 8 verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light. The Bible says there will come a time when Satan will appear as an angel of light. Now, we shall see that light. Are you with me? In order to identify the right light, we have to go where? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From time to time, you can uh, re uh, research the history, uh, cult suicides, cult massacres, where people just kill themselves because someone tells them, kill yourself. Only to lock up a church and burn people to death. There was a group in California, I think, or somewhere in the West, they were waiting for a spaceship to come and pick them up. Doctors and professionals, they, they died. Of course, you know, almost 40 years ago, Jim Jones. In Guyana, 900 people. In Uganda, there was a 200 that burned in a, the church. They were locked in the church, burned themselves. You know, Waco in Texas, about 30 years ago or so. It happens from time to time. Because people do not stand upon, thus saith the Lord. They don't understand. You live your life by the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. And so when you read, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, what do you say? The mouth, come on, of the Lord have spoken it. Thou shalt not commit adultery, come on. The mouth of the Lord have spoken. I don't care how attractive she is. How much money he has. Thou shalt not. I was about to tell you earlier, here's how I picture trusting God's word. What color is this? This is black. 
We all agree? If there's a Bible verse that says this is white, are you following me? Even though you see, you must say, mm-hmm. You must go beyond your senses. Even though you see black. If there's a Bible verse that says this is white, despite seeing black, you must say white. Despite seeing most Christians observing Sunday, you have to say the seventh day. No matter what you see. Make a choice. Always ask, what does the Bible say? Not what does my family say? My clan? My tribe? Or my nation? What does the Bible say? That's why the Bible tells us our citizenship is in heaven. And all those in heaven, they live by, thus saith the Lord. Now, let's say the Lord's Prayer with me, then I'll let you go three times. Say it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come slowly now. Thy will be done. How? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we really, as children of God, are not citizens of Jamaica first. Or United States, or Barbados, or Sweden. If you're serious about it, that's why Jesus told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were of this world, then would my servants fight. Because they're members of my kingdom, so they don't fight. You missed it. Or you don't want to hear it. You may be a part of the crowd that goes on with placards, down with this person, and down with Trump, and down with Biden, and down with the mayor, and down with DeSantis. My servants don't fight. Because they're not part of this kingdom. Listen to me, there's coming a time when <laughs> the world will be split right down the middle. Obey and disobey. Babylon is really a system made up of all kinds of mini-systems. With the Antichrist as the main component. Are you with me? All systems together. What's the common factor? They oppose the law of God. That's it. At the crucifixion of Christ, the Sadducees and the Pharisees came together. They did not believe the same thing. The Sadducees did not believe in angels or the resurrection. Mm. So they had problems. At one point, Paul was under trial and he got away by introducing information that made the Sadducees and the Pharisees start arguing. <laughs> Yet they came together because they had a common enemy. Who was that? Jesus Christ. They came together to kill him. Before Christ comes, all associations will come together to destroy those who live their lives by the wealth of the Lord have spoken. Mm -hmm. Tonight, as I said, was it last night? Why does he keep mentioning the Sabbath? For many of us, that's the only change we have to make. And so Jesus says to you, as he said to the rich young ruler, yet lackest thou one thing. Come on now. If you, you're in school, hmm? pursuing a PhD, you have one quiz left to take. Are you following me? Ten questions, true or false, the easiest quiz on the whole program. Wouldn't you take it? Yes. The professor or the chief of your doctoral uh, committee says to you, you just lack one thing. 
On another occasion, Christ said to a scribe, Thou art not far from the kingdom of... You're close, says Christ. You're close. One more step. And for many of us, that one step is change the day on which you call the Sabbath. And worship based on thus saith the Lord. Now let me close the fourth time. If the mouth of the Lord said the seventh day is a Sabbath, who said the first day? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Who said the first day? Without one Bible text. Not one. Did you hear what I said? Not one. Who said that? If God said the seventh and somebody said the first, who said that? You can ask Eve. God said thou shalt surely die. Who said thou shalt not surely die? Don't tell me. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. May I ask you a question? Which of you will make a decision tonight to live your life by thus saith the Lord? Can I see your hand? Thus saith the Lord. Do you mean that? Stand up with me. Thus saith the Lord. That will save you when Christ comes. It will save you before he comes, as a matter of fact. He's just coming to take those who are saved. Christ isn't coming to save anyone from sin when he comes. He's coming to collect those who are already saved. Are you with me? There are some churches that preach, when Christ comes, you'll have a second chance. Wrong. Wrong. The Bible tells us clearly, when Christ comes, he's coming with a crown on his head, not a mitre. You see, the priest wore a mitre. Christ is coming with a crown. He is no longer a priest. He's no longer interceding. Mercy has closed. He's not coming as a priest. To give anyone a second chance, how many more chances do you need? As bowed eyes closed, Father in heaven, we thank you for the words the mouth of the Lord have spoken in. From this point on, dear God, when we read that, what will come to mind is Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. We're introduced to the mouth of the Lord have spoken it, that created the entire universe physically at the spiritual level father it creates new creatures in christ because we're converted by the word in the name of jesus christ a god use that same word to trouble that resisting soul that stubborn person whom you love but may find it hard to give up a, an old practice of worship which does not please you father your word says clearly, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And what your law tells us is absolute truth. And since the Bible says it's perfect, it cannot be changed. Let us leave this place tonight, their father, with a renewed determination or a determination for the very first time to live our lives by thus saith the Lord or the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Here is humble prayer father bring us back tomorrow morning dear God to listen to your word again. In Jesus name I pray let God's people say amen and amen. Don't sit. What will you take from the message tonight? Raise your hand and tell us what will you yes my brother the mouth of the Lord have spoken it yes brother Owen Somebody else, raise your hand and, yes, sister. God does not go back on his word. God is not a man that he should lie. I saw a hand over there. Yes, my brother. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And you can take it where?
to the bank. Oh, yes. You cannot trust your senses. That's why people end up in catastrophic marriages. But let me leave that alone. All right. Somebody else, raise your hand. What will you take from the message? Yes. God has exalted his word above all his name. Anything else that builds God's character is secondary to the word of God. No matter what you see, what you hear, this a more sure word of prophecy. Yes. God is? Yes, he is. He has power to deliver you from the devil. Starting right now. Only God, by the way, can deliver you from the devil. Because after God, the most powerful being in the universe is the devil. That's why only God can save you. Someone less than God cannot save you. That person, if in conflict with Satan, can only accomplish a draw. But a draw saves no one. Victory saves you. you only God can save you from sin. Somebody else, what will you take? Yes, my good brother. Trust in the word, I mean implicitly. Somebody else, what will you take from? Yes, sister. You break one, you break all. Thanks for introducing that. It is true. You break one, you break all. If your house has 10 windows, how many does a thief have to break to enter your house? One, not all 10. All right. Somebody, yes, my brother. What's that? Ah, yeah. When God says something, God himself can't stop it. God himself can't break his word. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. Yes. Oh, yes. The word of God is more reliable than eyewitness testimony. Yes, my brother. The, yeah, mm -hmm. Did you hear what he said? What did he say? No, yes. Don't be deceived. The greatest miracle God performs is to change you from sinner to saint. Not to heal your blindness or your knock knees. To change you from sinner to saint. Mm -hmm. Somebody else, what will you take? Yes. By his word, he holds the universe together. He holds the atom together for you physicists. Anybody else? Live your life. A command shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Let God's people say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Travel safely. Keep the speed limit for the mouth of the state. Have said it. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.